0: police released the identities of seven more victims. Nancy Cobbs, Amelda Hunter, Crystal Dozier, Michelle Mason, Janice Webb, Kim Yvette Smith, and LaShonda Long.
1: Okay, but that's only 10 names, right? Do police know the identity of the 11th victim?
0: Yeah, the 11th and final victim is Diane Turner, who, despite being the last to go missing and the first of the bodies to be discovered, isn't identified by police until early December. So like I said, all of these women really fit the profile. They all also had criminal records. The women ranged in age from mid-20s to early 50s, and all but one were mothers. Several were even grandmothers. All of these women lived on the margins of society for one reason or another, pushed even further by addiction.
1: Well, and one thing that stuck out to me is so many of them had people, kids, and family. How many of them were officially reported missing, and were there ever even investigations?
0: So here's what's interesting. Not all of them had been reported missing, but most had. Gabriel Baird reported for Cleveland.com that missing person reports for three of the women didn't come in until the command post was set up and police asked the public for help. But that means police knew about eight of them. And surely that's enough to pique someone's interest and ask, like, wait, is there a pattern here? Well, and it's not just the
1: missing person reports. It's the missing person reports and the smell. And the fact that he's a sex offender, getting regular visits at his house from law enforcement. Like, was no one paying attention?
0: Well, I read this one AP article published in the Lansing State Journal that described Anthony's Mount Pleasant neighborhood as, quote, the type of place where women can disappear almost in plain sight, end quote. Where homes like his are interspersed with boarded up and abandoned ones, where drugs are readily available, and most importantly, where no one asks questions. So it's literally like everything went wrong. I mean, it's impossible for me to understand how repeated reports from the public about that strong smell coming from the home of a convicted sex offender doesn't make anyone step inside or ask questions. And like you said, it wasn't just the smell. Dude should have been raising some red flags for police right and left. Police had plenty of other chances to take Anthony off the street. Because you see, they had a chance in September 2008 when a woman named Vanessa Gay calls police to say that she was raped and tortured by a man on Imperial Avenue. Whoever Vanessa spoke to at Cleveland PD that night told her she'd have to come down to the station to file charges. And she was terrified to do that just given her own history with law enforcement. So she didn't go. They had another chance three months later in December 2008 when Gladys Wade flagged down a police car and told officers that a man tried to rape and kill her. Police actually arrested Anthony and Gladys was willing to do whatever she needed to do in order for him to stay locked up. But he told them a different story. He's like, oh, she just tried to rob me, and they believed him over her. Oh, my God. So in the end, the charges were dropped because police decided she wasn't credible. They had another chance in September 2009 when LaTundra reported her assault.
1: Which we know police waited more than a month to follow up on.
0: Yes, and they had one more chance less than a month later on October 20th, when a woman named Sean Morris threw herself out of the third-story window of Anthony's house naked (gasps) after a violent sexual assault because, for her, hitting the pavement of a three-story fall was better than being murdered in that room by Anthony. When paramedics arrived, mind you, arrived to the house that smelled like death, Sean was unconscious, and Anthony, who, by the way, was also naked and attempting to drag her back into his house, told them that she was his wife and that she'd fallen while the two were having sex. John had broken eight ribs, fractured her skull, and suffered a brain aneurysm and needed surgery. She woke up three days later and one of the first calls she got was from Anthony, telling her that if she told police what really happened, he would kill her and her family.
1: Are you kidding me? And police didn't investigate